Hello, boys and girls. I am Cole Garner, and this is the Geek Center Podcast. It's been a long road trying to get this started, but I am here and ready to talk about all things geek. Here with me today is Chris Moran. How's it going, guys? Yeah, Chris is... Glad to be here. He runs a Instagram account. What is it, Chris? It is horror.facts underscore. Yes, and you also have a YouTube if people want to go look that up. What's that? It'd be 451 Zombie Killer. So... Today we have a whole lot planned. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man PS4 and Game Informer's article and some questions that were asked. We have a review for A Quiet Place, which was a great movie. And we're even going to be talking about Anthony Russo saying Thanos' backstory is no longer in Infinity War. And we're just going to be introducing the podcast for this first episode. Chris, if you're ready, we're going to get started. Alright, let's get this thing started. Topic one for today is really just us talking about what is Geek Center. Geek Center is an Instagram account that I started. It's kind of my baby. I've had the account for about a year, and I feel like it's time to expand. I've been running an Instagram providing news and memes for over 2,000 followers, and I felt that it should be more. Because of that, I started getting people who would listen to me, and we're going to start talking geek stuff to the entire world. Alright, yeah. Yeah, so Chris, you're going to be my partner throughout this. Whenever we don't have guests or anything, you will be there. Yeah, I just thought it'd be a cool thing to be a part of. Um, I'm here to give my opinions on all the stuff that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, I'm really excited to get all of this started with you. Today, we're just going to start off talking about Spider-Man PS4. Game Informer oh, released a really awesome article where they were talking to one of the makers of the game and he gave a 117 question and answer in 10 minutes and i'm gonna break down what was said Damn. and what's really important that okay so first off we have the release for september 7th 2018 well, that's close to my birthday actually really okay well yeah <laughs> i i expect it to be in july or somewhere in the summer and i'm kind of surprised that they're taking this long because it was announced in 2016 but I have all yeah. trust in Insomniac with Sunset Overdrive and uh, Ratchet and Clank. Both of those are really great games, and that's some of the past games they've done. I hope that this one will keep it up. Yeah, I'm so excited for this game. It looks amazing. Yeah, the graphics are absolutely incredible. I have not seen graphics for this game. I don't even know. They, it's probably probably uh, the, Arkham Knight. Yeah, the Arkham. Yeah, that's actually a good point. That's probably the only superhero game that I have ever seen that looks this beautiful. It runs at 30 frames per second. And that's for Spider-Man, or for PS4 and PS4 Pro. Yeah. Can't wait to play this game. And he said that when you pre-order, you get three suits. They announced two of them already. They announced the Spider-Man Noir suit, and they also announced the Punk Spider-Man suit, which is he's wearing a leather jacket. He has kind of spiky hair. It's a really awesome suit. Yeah, I was also reading something about the Collector's Edition. Yeah, and that, that's what this is part of. Is the collector's oh, edition. Yeah. I'm really excited for what they have in store for it. You're going to get a Spider-Man statue. Yeah, yeah, I read something about that too. The, it's revealing in the summer of 2018. I honestly am not sure that they fully have it done. But uh, Arkham Knight also came with a Batman bust of his head. Oh yeah, I remember I that. Yeah, but that was a really cool statue. And for the people who like to pay $120, that will be a really good addition to their collections of action figures yeah i can't wait I, to honestly, see what the statue looks like though 
yeah, I think that it will be a really nice looking statue. Also said was that the webs do indeed attach to the buildings. That's one of the most important things to me in a Spider-Man game, is that you can't just fly in the air. Yeah, I remember one Spider-Man game, you'd be like, you do your web swing and it goes straight up in the air. Oh yeah, and that is... Like attached to nothing. That will indeed not be in the game, and I'm really <clears> glad about that, because some of the games just feel so janky with the controls. And you look up in they the really air do. and your, your web is just swinging up into the sky like nobody's business. Yeah, and like, uh, freaking hanging out nothing. Yeah, I, I can't stand that. And I remember uh, Spider-Man 3, I believe it was, for the PS2, was actually, I think, is the best Spider-Man game. It's such a fun game, and it was R L1 and R1. You used your right hand and left hand with R1 and L2, and I love that. And I really hope that that one, this new game, incorporates that. Oh, that'd be actually pretty cool to do. Yeah, because I don't really like it whenever you just hold X and you keep swinging. I like it whenever yeah. it feels like you are him and you're controlling every, every part of his body. Yeah, I was just... You know, I want to have more control while playing the game. Yeah, that's that's my main thing for the game, is that I want to actually feel like I'm Spider-Man. Like the Arkham Knight games, are you, you feel like you're Batman. And I really think that Insomniac could do that with this, especially after Sunset Overdrive, which is one of the best games for Xbox One, in my opinion. That is really true. And the game is pretty fun. It's such a fun game, and all of the you're, it has a lot of movement in the game, whenever you're sliding on rails and stuff like that. And I really feel like that that's where they're going to take it with Spider-Man, is you really feel like you're controlling the character. Yeah, I was also reading something about there being Avengers Tower in the game. Yeah, there is in fact Avengers Tower in the interview when the interviewer he said that whenever he's playing the demo he saw a tower with a big A on it and asked what it was and he was like if you don't know what that is then you don't need to be conducting this interview and the two laughed about it and I think that says that Insomniac is getting ready to set up for a whole universe of Marvel games and that would be so fun to play as Iron Man, Captain America eventually even really have cool. an Avengers team up game Oh, that'd be really fun to play. Yeah, like we already have the Lego games. Those games are really awesome, but I want a realistic game. Yeah, like a realistic 3D slick type of game? Yeah, and I think that, that Insomniac would be the studio to do it. They're an underdog studio. Nobody really knows about them. And I've always loved every single one of their games that they've put out that I've played. This game seems like it'd be a really good game. Even better is that they are not going to EA it, and it has no microtransactions whatsoever. Oh, that is really good. A lot of game studios have been doing microtransactions lately with Destiny and with Star really, Battlefront and yeah. stuff. And it's been, it gets really disappointing whenever you have to jump into a game and then you you realize that you only have multiplayer. And you can't even play half the multiplayer you have because it, you have to buy certain characters or level up your character by paying money. And this game yeah, is guaranteed. I don't, I don't not like to games have it. that do that. Um, the game also has a level up progression system, and that's going to be a really cool way to level up your character. And they didn't elaborate on it yet, but that is guaranteed to be in the game. And also a weapon gadget wheel. So. That's how you're going to control all of the stuff that he uses to fight. That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm really, really excited for this. Um, Me too. 
There Ooh. is no Uncle Ben's death scene. Oh, man. That, that made my day whenever I heard that. I have seen Uncle Ben die way too many times. That is so true. And it makes sense. Just like Homecoming, how it starts out with him not becoming Spider-Man. He already is Spider-Man. And that's really what this game is doing. He's been Spider-Man for eight years in this game. Eight years. Yeah, it's such an exciting time in his life. Whenever he's out of high school, we're gonna he's become. He's becoming. We're gonna become an experienced Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. You're an experienced Spider-Man, and I think that that's a really important thing that no game has really done yet, and no no movie has even done that. You don't really have an experienced Spider-Man other than Spider-Man Three, kind of. Kind of. Yeah, this is, and we're gonna have Mary Jane, and she is actual playable character. You get to be Mary Jane, and you get to be Peter Parker outside of the Spider-Man suit. Ooh, I, whoa, okay, I did not know about that. Yes, she's a fully playable character, and the guy said in the interview that she's going to be a very important character, and that fans are going to be surprised how much they love her in this game. Dang, I'm actually get a little bit more, more excited about that. I love Mary Jane as a character. I've always liked Gwen Stacy more as his girlfriend, but he's yeah. already passed Gwen. I bet. I've always liked Gwen as his girlfriend, but I've always, now that he's experienced eight years into his life, he does not have Gwen in his life anymore. So maybe she's already dead. May oh, that might be. Because he's an experienced Spider-Man. He's gone through some stuff. He's gone through a lot of stuff. And a lot of people die in his life, and so maybe Green Goblin's already tossed her off the roof. Maybe. Because we'll have to find out when we play the game. The story should be a week long, or a few weeks long. The fast travel is in the game, but you have to go to a subway station to be able to fast travel. Which makes sense, since you're in New York, it's really... They say that New York is a playable character in this game, and I think that really... <laughs> and it's alive they're really taking their time they're not just taking new york from another game and popping in they're making their own new york and that new york is such a big part of marvel that's where marvel hq is located that's where so many of the comics take place so you really have to make it a character that is really true yeah like um say like almost on all the movies uh, something happens in new york yeah, even in the comics, the movies, everything, they all take place in New York, and New York has always been alive and breathing. And that's one thing that I really think that they have messed up in the last few games, especially in the Amazing Spider-Man games, is that New York did not feel like it's a character. It didn't feel alive. It felt so flat. That is really true. And with that, I think we should move on to topic two. What do you say? Unless you've got something else mm. to say about the game. Um, not really, just, I'm excited about it and ready to, like, play it when it comes out. Spider-Man PS4 releases on September 7th, 2018. And with that, we are moving on to topic three, which is A Quiet Place Review. So, me and you both went and saw this last night at 7.15. Yep. Yes, and the movie was absolutely amazing. You want to give your quick thoughts on it? Um... Thing I liked most about it is the way the sound is mixed together. Mm-hmm. Like when it was focused on the girl, like you could hear nothing because you know she's deaf and everything. Definitely, and I think that that's one thing that the movie does really well, and it's almost Oscar worthy. I don't want to say that yet because we're not too far into the year, but if this came out last year, I think it would have won for sound design. 
Yeah, because the sound design in that movie was just amazing. The girl in the movie is actually deaf in real life. And I think that she's a great actress. And I'm so glad that they got a person who actually knows how it feels to be deaf to play it. And it gave her character such a more realistic feel. It really did, because the thing with the dad trying to fix the hearing aid and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's just like, it's really cool how they did all that. Yeah, and I think that that's one thing that the characters, they feel real. These aren't characters that you really see in horror movies that do stupid things. And you think, wow, I would never do that. These characters do stupid things, but you're like, eh, yeah, I'd probably actually do that. So you can't really get mad at the movie for doing it. Yeah, I mean, they did a lot of stupid things in this movie. There was one part in the very beginning of the movie that I don't want to spoil because the trailers don't want to give it the fact away. Yeah. There's yeah. one thing that happens, and it's the stupidest thing, and it needed to happen in the movie for the story to progress. But it was the stupidest way to do it, and that part really bothered me. And whenever I saw it in theaters, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> And it's, it really is just, it, it's the scene with the kid with the rocket, and it's on day 89, and the kid should know by now. I know he's four years old, but the kid should have figured out I don't make a noise, and he knew that was going to make a noise, and he still did it. Yeah, he's not two. I mean, he's four. He can think for himself at least. Yeah, he did not make a good decision on that one. One thing that really shines about this movie, there's a lot of stuff that shines. Even though they make stupid decisions, the characters are such fun characters, and every time they interact with one another, even though they can't really talk to each other, you still believe that they love yeah. each other and that they're there for each other. And it's such a heartfelt movie in that way that I did not expect whatsoever. Yeah, like, that was a movie with few words. Few, Very few words. There's a few scenes where a character may say a few things. Normally it's in a very soft whisper. These characters are, have been living in this world for a very long time and that they're used to the way that they're talking and they these characters are lucky you know why yeah why because their daughter is deaf so they already knew sign language and that made the it's so much more believable that they can talk to each other through sign oh yeah 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 and that's that just one it, yeah keep going. i said that made it way easier for them to communicate and everything oh yeah and i think that that's where why there's some of the few people still on earth yeah because they already knew sign language like they didn't have to learn it or anything because they already knew it yeah definitely and i think that that's just props to the writers john krasinski and to what he can do with the screenplay and make it so much more believable and it sets it above a lot of the horror movies that come out in this time of year yeah because not not many horror movies actually focused on kind of like character development i guess yeah definitely and the ones that do focus on it really shine above them and i don't know why horror movies haven't gotten that yet get out last year it focused really hard on its character development and its progression through foreshadowing and that's where this movie and get out both collide is through foreshadowing and understanding characters explanations for their actions and like this movie gave me kind of like a alien mixed with I thought it was a little bit of Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, Ten Cloverfield Lane and Alien kind of mixed. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I know this, this might be a little weird, but the guy reminded me of the 
the guy from Amityville. I can agree with that, honestly. They both had some similarities in the way that they do their actions. Yeah. And both of them are about families, correct? Yes. And that's really where this... Like, the aliens, or whatever they are, we aren't really sure exactly what they are, and it never explains, but it also doesn't really matter what these horror, what these yeah, monsters they, they, are. They just call them uh, creatures, wasn't it? I don't even think they call them creatures. These creatures are creatures that this is where it comes in like 10 chlorophyll lane where it has creatures in the background but it focuses on the human side of things every single scene is needed and it's foreshadowing another thing that will happen yes that is really true throughout the whole movie the character the character relationships are set up through just tiny scenes where a son may be talking to his mother and she'll say you need to protect me. Well, that's going to come in later. Yeah, like, just a bunch of foreshadowing in this movie, like a bunch. And I really appreciate that. It feels like a classic horror movie that people have been missing. Yeah, I've uh, read something here. It says the A Quiet Place to Roar at Box Office is 40 million plus opening weekend. That's... If that happens, that's going to be amazing. Wow. That's a big box office. I didn't know that. I haven't looked at the box office for this weekend. Yeah, I just looked it up and I said it could possibly go 40 million or more this weekend. That would be absolutely insane. That really would be. And the budget was only 17 million. Yeah, that would that would honestly call for some prequel or something. Which it doesn't I mean, need it, but yeah, it doesn't on, need it. But, but with the studio system and how things work, it we're probably yeah, gonna get a prequel. It's like they, they get money; they have to do either a sequel or a prequel or a remake. Yeah, I'd rather not any of that happen. It's a perfect movie, but if they're going to, I'd rather it be a prequel for things unsaid right now. But I think most of the viewers, after they see the movie, they'll understand what we're talking about. Yeah, because I want to know what happened. Yeah, like, and we start on, the movie starts on day 89, for the people who don't know. And that's not a spoiler, that just, it, the first thing you see is day 89. And yeah. I think that that's, I want to know kind of what happened to the rest of the human civiliz civilization. Yeah, I mean, it didn't really say anything about what happened. Yeah, and I, I'm okay with that, completely okay with that. But if you're going to, you might... You might as well, I guess. You you have to bring John Krasinski back to direct the second one. Yes, that is really, really true. I don't even care if it's about him, but it's in the same way that the Purge movies are going back to the beginning. And I think that if they're going to do it, don't make a sequel. It has a perfect ending. Go back to the beginning and show what happened. Yeah, I mean, the way that the purge is doing it. It's gonna go back to the but the very first purge, wasn't it? The very very first purge, and I'm actually excited for that. The trailer dropped for that today. If any of you guys haven't seen that, today meaning Friday, the day of this recording. That movie was really good though. Yeah, I'm gonna give a quiet place a nine out of ten. It has some problems, some stupid things that happen with characters that really characters aren't that dumb necessarily. But they're forgivable for the way that it keeps the suspense up and makes you not even want to breathe because it's so quiet and you don't want to ruin the rest for the audience. Don't be the person who ruins it for the audience. Yeah, I'll probably give it a 9 out of 10 also. 
Okay. Just so, that one scene messed me up. We're going to go on to topic four. Anthony Russo says that Thanos' backstory is no longer in Infinity War. No. Yeah, and we've seen stuff like... That's one of my most anticipated parts of Infinity War is seeing his backstory. And here, I'm just going to read Anthony Russo's um, statement. He said, We were considering showing Thanos' backstory, but ultimately we felt it wasn't necessary for the movie. And he did go on to say that it was still told from Thanos' point of view, which I think is important. But I think that that's one thing that Justice League didn't do well is set up Steppenwolf. And even though we've yes. seen Thanos, we still don't know who we don't know he much is about him. or why he's doing this. And his Thanos, Thanos' backstory is such a big part of his character that it may be a mistake to cut it out. Maybe. I mean, I kind of want to know more about him. Yeah, like, we already know, they've said that his planet was blown up and stuff, but, like, what was life like on his planet? Were they all ruthless murderers? Yeah, like, I want to know why he wants to, you know, destroy half the human race and everything. It's not even just the human race, he wants to destroy the entire universe. Like, what happened? And if they take that, if it's fully out of the movie, then... I think that that could be something that it will feel like it's missing. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know about that. I think that might be a bit of a mistake. A, a bit of a mistake. It's not like I'm going to think that's a bad movie or something. I, I have full yeah, faith yeah, in that yeah. Anthony and Joe Russo, that after The Winter Soldier and Civil War, one of the best MCU movies out there, I just am not sure how much I'm going to love Thanos. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been setting them up since the Avengers, right? Mm-hmm. 2012, and it's 2018 now. We're finally seeing him wreck some people up. The trailer is so amazing for that movie. It really was, and every single trailer just gets me more and more hype. So I don't think that's going to be a bad movie, and I think that that may be something not as fun about it. Yeah. And I've also heard that... From test screening audiences, they, there was one test screening that was recent, and some of the people that came out of the test screening were saying, and there's only 30 minutes of the movie, they didn't see the whole movie, and it was a yeah. scene with Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, and Iron Man, I believe, and there was a scene with Guardians and Thor, and they were saying about how all that they could come out and saying, they were praising it for how funny it was, and I'm kind of worried that that's not the direction I wanted them to take with the movie, if it's going to be all laughs and giggles the entire time. Yeah, because I think it's supposed to be more of a serious type of movie. I mean, I want some people to die in this movie, man, and I know that they've already confirmed that there will be death and be careful what you wish for, as Feige says, but I'm not sure if there's a line that the MCU doesn't know where to stop laughing. If that makes sense. They haven't stopped laughing since phase one. Yeah, I mean, Thor Ragnarok was like just like a straight comedy. Yeah, and I know you love the movie. I, I don't. I didn't enjoy the movie as much. And I'm yeah, I thought it was that, pretty funny. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that they don't take it in the way of Thor Ragnarok, where they destroy all of Asgard's spoiler. If you didn't see it in November, it's already on Blu-ray, so it shouldn't matter. But. They destroy all of Ragnarok or Asgard through Ragnarok, and it's 
all laughs and giggles and they kill the Warriors 3, they're still laughing through it. And I'm hoping that that's not the way they're going to take it. Yeah, me too. I hope they don't take it in that direction either. And I get it with the, the Guardians, it's going to be a funny movie. It, it yeah. has to be, because they're funny characters, even though I don't enjoy their movies as much as other people. I know that people are going to expect them to be funny, but all the other characters should not be laughing the entire time. Yeah, I mean, Iron Man has, like, its jokes in there, but it's all the way through kind of a serious movie. Exactly. Even, all of Phase 1 are more serious movies, especially Thor, the, last, the first Avenger, and The Incredible Hulk. Those three movies are the darkest movies out there in the MCU so far. I mean, I just I hope they don't take it in that direction. I really hope they don't. But if they do, I, there has to be a reason for it, because so far, Spikey hasn't done one thing wrong with what he's done with the MCU. There's been some missteps, I believe, but not many people agree with me on that statement. I'm excited to see where everything goes after Infinity War. Because they said that it's going to change up everything. I know it's going to change everything, but like I hope it changes it in like a good way. Yeah, that's that's the biggest question right now is where is Infinity War fixing to take it? Is it going to take it? Like th we already know that Infinity War is taking the MCU more outer space than on Earth now, and outer space has always been like their comedy section of the world, you know. And I'm hoping that th yeah. we find some places in the galaxy that aren't. Uh, ha, ha, ha. It's Jeff Goldblum making a joke type stuff. Yeah. I think this podcast was a pretty great start, but we are about out of time. So, Chris, where can the people of the internet find you? They could find me on Instagram at horror.facts underscore or on YouTube at 451zombiekiller. I will make sure that I put both of those links in the description below. And you can find me at the Cool Garner on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me at Geek Center on Instagram and Vero. You can find out more about this podcast on at Geek Center Pod on Twitter. All of those links will be in the description below. Also, Chris, anything you want to say? Um, I think this was a pretty good start to the podcast. I will agree with that statement. And with that, I'm going to. Sign off.